Welcome to another episode of Insights with Latrice. I'm your host, Latrice Kabuya. Today, I have a real treat for you. You know I'm all about the mental health, right? But there's also the physical health that's just important. But I'm not talking so much about working out or eating right, even though it's a must. We all need to do that. But I'm talking to the women, not that men you can't listen, because I think that you'll get a real treat out of this as well to support your significant other. But women, I'm talking about the the permenopause, the menopause, the postmenopause. You know, we're all going through it or will go through it. But what I'm finding out, we don't talk about it a lot. And so we suffer in silence. Today, I had a candid discussion with Dr. Ballard about slaying menopause through mindful living. I want you to learn and enjoy, and I'll be back with my insight. Hey, everyone. I am so elated, so excited um, for this guest that is on Insights with Latrice. We're talking to Dr. Joy Ballard. I wish you all could see her. If I was still doing um, the virtual part of it, the, um, this beautiful doctor, first of all, I wish she could be my doctor, but this beautiful doctor, I'm like, okay, um, I'm, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about because you're 12, okay? She looks so young, so she just she just takes care of herself. She looks good. She's beautiful. But more importantly, I think it's how she lives internally, right? And so it radiates from the inside out. And so today we're going to talk about women's stuff. And men, I want you to know you can listen because you need to partner with your significant other, your wife, your mom, your sister, because you may get some information that will change their life, save their life, bless their life. So this is also for men too, to be informed. So first of all, thank you, Dr. Ballard, for being here. Thank you so much, Latrice. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited about this conversation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Well, you know what? I am too, because I don't think we talk about it enough. But before we get into the nitty gritty, let's talk about you. Okay, you're an OBGYN. Okay, so for those that do not know, it is an op, uh huh, obstetrician. Op- <laughs> yeah, right there, that one right there. Gynecolo- a gynecologist. Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> see, I know, I know. And what is that exactly? <laughs> what I tell my children, I'm a woman doctor, <laughs> and that's it. Done and done. Of women's yes. health. Yes. Yes. Why? Why though? Why did you decide to do this? That that is a great question, Latrice. It's funny because I did not start out thinking I was going to do that, to be honest with you. I actually went into college thinking I'm going to be a psychologist. Okay. Wow. So, so I always wanted to help people. Like I always wanted to help people in general. I'm the oldest of eight. So I'm always in the mindset of just helping someone else. And that's just always been me. So, and I got into the, you know, the realm of psychology. So I majored in psychology and I'm going to be a psychologist. I'm going to do a child psychologist because I like children. And I did the class. I'm like, this is boring. <laughs> I love it. Okay. 
boring. So I'm like, okay, I can do, I can, maybe I'll do something. So I, I actually started um, volunteering in the pedi- um, on a pediatric floor in the, close, in the hospital, um, close to my college. And I'm like, wow, this doctor thing looks pretty cool. Mm. So I still kept my major, but I went on to the pre-med track. And I, you know, finished college and I had a kind of crooked path to med school, but I got there. <laughs> and- <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love well, it. Wasn't straight, but I got there. Yes, you got and- there. Yes, exactly. And then, so, and, and I wanted to be a pediatrician, <laughs> right? Oh, so, and I did my peace rotation. I'm like, mm. <laughs> And you knew. I wasn't feeling it. And I never thought like, you know, in hindsight, I was like, I would never want to do like pap smears all day. Like, mm, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And then I did my OB, my obstetrician rotation and I fell in love. I'm like, oh my God, like, this is what I'm going to do. So tell me this, Dr. Joy, how important is it to follow your passion? Because you went from psychology major then you thought you were going to help the little people <laughs> and it, it still wasn't what you knew was missing. There was something missing clearly. Right. Until you got to that thing, that thing is when you were like, yes. Right. How important is that for people who are listening that are trying to navigate their way to where they need to be They're they're calling their purpose. How right, right. Yeah. It's so, it's so important because, you know, when I was kind of struggling with what I wanted to do and then I'm like, okay, maybe I can do this. And when I was trying to do that thing, it just, you know, like I said, it wasn't fulfilling. Like I still felt torn. I just wasn't feeling like this is where I was supposed to be. But then when you actually get to where you supposed to be, mm. you just have this different feeling like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. And these are the people I'm supposed to help. And that feeling itself is like, like, how can you fight that? Like, <laughs> you know, how can you fight that? And then, you know, obviously I'm praying a lot all along, like, okay, God, like, what am I, am I, this is what I'm supposed to do? Like, this yeah. is what I'm supposed to do? Okay. And then when he brings you, you know, introduces you to different experiences, introduces you to different people. And then, you know, you just kind of go with your gut and what you're feeling on the inside. It just makes the world of a difference. Wow. Wow. But I feel watching you and um, seeing you, it's a, it's a ministry for you, right? It's a passion because you really educate, you know, and, and you connect middle age, right? The menopause um, phase, and we're going to get into that to help women go through it gracefully because I know my mom is 80 and I love her and I hope she doesn't hear this but (laughs) going through it she was mean doctor (laughs) like I could have called who's the people that take you from yes yes because she was mean I understand because there's days I don't feel like myself and I can't simply explain it. Right. Right. And that's when I knew, Oh, okay. Some things are changing. And then if you don't know what's happening to your body, that's a whole nother stressor. So I get it. Why she was moody and mean and all those things. Right. Right. And then she didn't go to get the medicine until to me, it seemed like years and years, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it could have just been a few months. So talk to me about 
menopause, middle age. Talk to me about all of that. Yeah, it's funny because, and this is another thing, I didn't think I actually would be so passionate about menopause and perimenopause because at the beginning of my career, I remember when women would come in complaining about these different symptoms, I'm like, first of all, I was a little intimidated because in my training in medical school, they didn't really have a whole lot of education around menopause. Mm -hmm. Like they talked a little bit about it, sprinkle here, sprinkle there. Like, oh yeah, take some hormones, give some hormones, they'll be okay. But it wasn't like a formal like education. So when I got into practice, I'm like, I got to go look up stuff. Like, what is she? Okay. She's she's talking about this, talking about that. And then I realized like, as a physician, like, this is not a good thing. Like I need to be more aware. And then obviously the women who are going through this want to know what the heck is going on with them. And then when I had my own journey started at the age of 39 with these horrid night sweats, I was like, okay, like this, this gotta, this gotta get better. This gotta get better. So, and then, you know, you, you talk about your mom, my mom. Yeah. She mentioned nothing. To, <laughs> she mentioned nothing to me. Like, right? And that's what a lot of women, like I, no one told me, like, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I don't know what this is. Is this normal? Am I crazy? Like, what is this? So I, I felt so compelled because of all of those things to really arm women with the information so they can be more proactive and so they can be more educated about their bodies and about the change and also just really feel normal because this is actually a normal process. Menopause is a natural process. And that's what I want women to really look at it as like, instead of like, everyone's like, oh my God, it's menopause. They're scared to death. And like, I understand the fear. I totally understand. But let's embrace this process because we can't avoid it, right? Like you're going to go through it either way, (laughs) whether you like it or not. So let's embrace the process. But but first starting by like, you know, kind of figure out what is going on. So just kind of get definition wise. So perimenopause essentially is when you are going through hormone fluctuations and your body's trying to figure out, you know, what is doing with the hormones and your, your estrogen levels and your progesterone levels are declining essentially, but your estrogen levels are kind of on a roller coaster. They kind of all over the place. Um, Menopause is when you have 12 consecutive months with no period or bleeding whatsoever. And that's when you actually reach menopause. Um, and then you see, I'm sorry, my son is in the background acting crazy. I'm, I apologize for you that. It's real. It <laughs> is real. Listen, this is insights with Latrice where we're real. Exactly. We have families, we have right. everything. It is okay. Exactly, exactly. So menopause, like I said, 12 consecutive months with no period whatsoever. And then postmenopause is the year after that and beyond, essentially. And so perimenopause is that when your 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 uh, your cycles are trying to, you know, they're all over the place, you start getting menopausal symptoms, and then you reach menopause where you know menopause symptoms can continue, but your periods ultimately stop. How long does that take usually? Or is everyone so, different? Say that again. How long is per is it perimenopause? How long does does that normally last for a woman? Right. After- Right, right. So that's a good question. So that is on average, it's a range anywhere from two years to 10 years for some women. And they actually, some of the research shows that black women actually can have a longer transition compared to white women. Tell me why. 
That's a good question. And I think uh, uh, they don't really know. There's, the research really hasn't shown why, because it also shows that Black women can have more intense, you know, more symptoms that are intensified. And I think that is most likely just due the, to the pressures that we feel and experience as Black women in general. So we already have external pressures just from life. So I think that on top of what's going on internally kind of, you know, compounds that. And that's why we have more, you know, more of an intensified um, experience with menopause. And the transition most likely is probably along those lines too. Wow. Now that is so interesting. And you said something. You said that you started at 36. 39. 39. 39. Isn't that young? That's a good question too. So it actually perimenopause can start as early as 39. <laughs> wow. So some women can, you know, start to have symptoms in their late thirties. Menopause itself, the average age is about 51, 52, but some women go before, some women go a little bit after, but yeah, perimenopause though can certainly start in the late thirties. Wow. You know, what's interesting. And this is why I encourage men to listen, especially if you have a wife or a sister, because I know that Typically, every month I tell my husband, honey, I love you. <laughs> I pray that you're praying for me because I know my mood has not been godly. Right. And I don't know quite what's happening. And I just hope that you would just give me grace and, yes. and pray for me because I, I'm, I, I don't know what's happening to trees. Right. And so I think this information is so valuable for everyone, you know, yes. and I even share with my girls, you know, when it's that time of month and, you know, I grew up where periods were nothing for me. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm on my period. Oh, two and a half, three days. Oh, right. really? Okay. Not until just recently, maybe two, three years, mm -hmm. periods start being disrespectful. Yes. <laughs> Right, right. I'm like five days for what? <laughs> Cramps for what? What? Right. <laughs> are, are you kidding me? You exactly. know, I mean, it's real talk. And so, you know, mood swings for what? Mm -hmm. right? right. And I get it. I am a believer. I know the word of God and I know how to pray things through, but there's just some natural things, right? And I right. understand. And that's what I... I share with my husband because I want to keep him informed too. Yes. Because he has his five daughters and then me, you know. <laughs> right. And so I tell him, yeah, sometimes you can't explain it because it's hormonal. Yes. I can't explain why I just ate your head off. I, exactly. I yeah. I really can't. So right. I'm going to sit in this corner because I know I'm not quite right, you yes. know. Right. And I think. I say that because not that I'm trying to give excuse, but I, I want to normalize yes. that this happens yes. and we're, we're just as confused as everyone around that's mm -hmm. being affected. Right. Yes. And I just think that's important. Yes. What is, what's your thoughts on that? Oh my gosh, Latrice. Yes. I, I mean, I love the fact that you're actually having those conversations because you cannot imagine women 
I've seen the office and they're like having these struggles and issues and like just feeling like they're out of their bodies and minds and not saying anything to their loved ones. And their loved ones look at them like, what the heck is wrong with yeah. you? But they're afraid to say anything or they just don't want to say anything because they, again, they want to acknowledge something is wrong and just, you know, go off the deep end. Yeah. So yes, I want, that's what I wanted to do when I wrote my book. I wanted to normalize the conversation mm-hmm. and increase the conversations around this because this this is something that, like I said, every woman is going to go through at some point in their lives. And the more they know about it and the more their loved ones know about it, their husbands, their partners, their children, everyone needs to be aware <laughs> of what this, of what, what this is. You know, I was the same way. My mood swings was ridiculous. Like I, like I said, eat my head, my husband's, my husband's head off for leaving those socks on the floor for the umpteenth time. <laughs> I'm guilty. Why? 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 Yes. And then it would be like, doctor, it would be like the next day, I'm fine. Right. This again. Exactly. What was that? Right. Exactly. So I think also um, to bring awareness, because I think so many times as wives, as mothers, as women, we suffer in silence because we yes. we're the only one. Right. And so that was another reason why I wanted to bring um, voice to this mm-hmm. because watching my mom, um, I don't even think she still realizes what she went through. She was really suffering in silence and mm-hmm. she did not understand what was going on because we could just be having a great morning and literally within a minute, right? she's chewing everyone's head off. We're running for cover. Right. And so, you know, <laughs> right. it was hard. And I just didn't want that for my family. Yes. So I felt that if I open that dialogue and that right. communication and say, mm-hmm. hey, go on this journey with me. I have to do it. Right. right? Right. I'm middle age now, you know, and, and that's another thing, doctor, why, why are some women so afraid of middle age and, and growing older? To me, it's a blessing. Cause I know the alternative isn't good. Exactly. That, that's exactly what I said in the office. What it was it's so funny that, you know, when women come in the office, I, I made a habit of looking at their to see when their birthday birthday is so I can say happy birthday before they left, you know, before they left their <laughs> visit. And then I'm like, oh, hey, you're about to turn 40. I've been doing a little happy dance. They're like, Dr. Brown, I don't, I don't know. I don't just don't even mention it. Like, I'm like, girl, like it's better than alternative, isn't it? (laughs) What what do you, what, what, I don't understand. What do you want? And at the same time, you know, when I started my journey, I didn't really care about age either. Then I'm like, oh my God, I'm starting these symptoms. Like, oh my God, like what's going to happen? Just listening from other women, like what they were going through. But I, so I think the fear is, you know, number one, not, not knowing like what's going to happen. Like, okay, what, what's going to happen? Am I going to lose this? Am I going to lose that? Um, you know, it's funny. I just had a conversation with someone the other day and they were having a little bit of vaginal dryness. Okay. Okay. And they were like, that's a real, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is this? Yeah. So they really fear this sense of losing themselves, right? Like losing your younger self. Like you don't look the same. You don't feel the same things down there. Don't, you know, feel the same. Yeah. So I think that a lot of the fear is not knowing or knowing and afraid that they're not going to be able to manage through it essentially and not really like I said having the conversation of you know knowing what's going on and actually have options I think a lot of women don't say anything because they feel like there's nothing to do 
you know, it's like, oh, I just got to work. I just got to go through it and, you know, see what happens. And, you know, so that, and I think that's part of it too. And then the other thing is just, you know, not even voicing it, but also having the, you know, kind of, what do you call it? Not being so proud and, and, and not asking for help. Absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest things that um, I got free from a long time ago. Listen, (laughs) who can help me? I have a sign who can help me because I need to know, you know, and even, even with your sex life, right. Um, To me, I think once you're informed, once you get what you need to get, whatever that is, um, then honey, you can have the best sex life, live your best life. I'm going to tell you my background years and years ago was beauty. So Mm -hmm. I would do uh, makeup and I would um, travel with Estee Lauder. And so I had a lot of mature women, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had this mature Caucasian lady, just very, very funny and just didn't care. She would say anything. Uh And she told me, she said, sweetheart, when you get older, tell them to give you a pill. And I said, ma'am, what's a pill for? She said, to help you with any dryness that may occur. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I didn't appreciate it then because I was like, honey, I ain't got no troubles. Right. But my, my thing was, she was free enough to mm-hmm. share information. And I don't think we as women are free enough because we don't want to be judged or right. we don't want to be, you know, feel like, oh, we can't be like the 20 or 30 year old. I don't want to be the 20 or 30 year old. Exactly. I enjoy being 48. I enjoy looking at my husband who's still yummy and fine and see how we've aged. And, you know, those six packs have have turned into what packs, how packs, (laughs) big packs, no packs. We're okay. Exactly. We're living. And for those of you who are listening, I just encourage you to embrace whatever season, whatever age that you are, because it's a blessing. Every time you can wake up, you can breathe in and out. That's a blessing. That's an Mm -hmm. opportunity to continue to grow as a person, grow into that best version of yourself. Love yourself. No, things aren't the same, but it's okay because change is good. Change is okay. It's not always easy. That's why you talk to people. You go to people like Dr. Joy, get the necessary information. She has a book we're going to talk about um, and, and just be informed because I think if the more we know, the better we're off, the better we can operate. Yes. And you know, knowledge is key. Oh, yes. Knowledge is key. We can look all through the word of God about wisdom and knowledge and how that will help you get through and um, give you and equip you. But before we get to your book, let's talk about some myths, myths of menopause. Mm. Give me two myths that you hear all the time in your office from women or maybe even men. I don't know. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Okay, let's see. What's a myth? Um, I think, you know, I mentioned hormones before. I think a lot of times when women are, you know, simply going through some symptoms, they automatically think, oh, I have to go on hormones and I, and I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and that what my, that's what my platform is about. Like, you don't have to do hormones. Like you don't have to go on hormones. 
you can actually do other things um, just with your lifestyle that can make a heck of a difference. So I think that's probably one of the biggest one is like, oh, you got to, you know, put something in your body in order yeah. to feel better when you can just really change, be more intentional about what you're putting in your body just naturally makes a okay. big difference. Mm. So, so I think diet, that's a big one. diet is important. Yes. Yes. What diet, you eat. Yes. Diet is very important because a lot of times when you're having, you know, even with me, as far as like the night sweats and things. Um, I realized like, you know, when I limited some of the sugar and, you know, th- you know, I got a sweet tooth. So sugar is the devil. <laughs> wow. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? We don't play with the devil. <laughs> don't play. Don't play. Don't play with me. Wow. <laughs> so it's, it's sugar is like, you know, high flashes, night sweats that in, in itself is, it can really kind of wreak havoc on your body. And I know like, you know, I'm not also one is like, you can't do it at all. Like I'm not like, you know, but yeah. definitely be mindful and just limit it as far as the amount of your intake, um, because it can make a big difference in regards to, you know, lessening your symptoms or even eliminating, lim- eliminating them if you just stay away from it. So, so diet is very, very important. Wow. Now, so I have a myth for you. Okay. Tell me how true this is how your periods are in your younger years are going to tell you how your menopause, the way you go through menopause, it, uh, it correlates. Yeah. Okay. It is. Yeah. There, there is no correlation. And some, or some say like, Oh, if I did, if I got um, my period early, I would have menopause early. No. Okay. No, no, no there's no correlation. Okay. Yeah. There's no correlation. So, so yeah. So for those that are listening that are going through and don't know, um, I know you said diet is important, what you put in your body and definitely um, more research and get that information. Mm -hmm. But is there a time where maybe you have to take a medication or two or is that necessary? sometimes yeah it's possible yeah you know I'm, I definitely have prescribed you know some some medications before um and so if that, th- this is why it's important to have the conversation with your healthcare provider um just to kind of you know maneuver through like what you're going through and figure out what you're doing as far as your diet as far as your exercise see what's working and what's not working and then you know come up with the conversation in regards to if if a prescription would be necessary at that point and it, you know and we really look at what what your symptoms are and how is it actually affecting your quality of life Mm. Like if you're having hot flashes, but you can deal, you're, you're fine. Like you have them here and there, you can manage through, breathe through whatever, and you're fine. Then you're good. Like you don't have to take anything. But if you're like, I can't function, I can't, I can't do anything like, because I'm just drenched in sweat all the time. Then you may have to go that route. If it, like I said, I, I particularly start with looking at your diet, looking at your exercise um, uh, routine first, and then potentially go to a prescription if we need to. Because like I said, I think, you know, lifestyle habits makes a big difference just in general. And and I also want to, you know, encourage women um, when they potentially looking at hormone just in general as a possible, you know, as the end all be all, um, we're, 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 our body it wants to go into the range of low hormones. That's, that's what our body's heading towards. And that's what it wants to do. So you putting hormones in your system, that's only a temporary thing, right? 
Right. Like you do it for this temporary time, but then when you have to, you want to have to stop it eventually. Like you can't stay on it forever. There's some women who do, and you know, that's their prerogative, which is yeah. fine. Um, but naturally your body wants to go into this, what I call them valleys, the valleys of low hormones. That's, and that's where they, that's where they want to live. So you give, you know, you taking hormones or prescription really depends on which symptom we're talking about, um, to, you know, to address those hot flashes and things like that, then, you know, yeah, it's good for temporary, but you still have to do those lifestyle changes underneath all that still, like that's still important. Um, but if we're talking about like mental anxiety, depression, things like that, then, you know, again, I still, lifestyle change is still important, but in those situations, it can be likely to have a prescription just to kind of help with that too, but not necessarily hormones, but, you know, antidepressants and things like that. Wow. And, um, you know, it's important to me when, when you're going to be going through menopause, it doctor, I don't need it to mess with my sex life. It's important (laughs) now. Listen, Uh talk to me. We can still have sex all the time, right? Come on. Now. Yes, you can. Come no, on. I encourage you to. I encourage it. Wow. <laughs> because if you don't, I say I have a chapter in my book. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. Mm. Okay. If you don't use it, you will lose it. All right. And I ain't trying to lose nothing. You're not, you don't try to lose it. And then I think and that's one of the symptoms as far as like just our, our vaginas in general vaginal symptoms a lot of women are expect expecting that when they're going through this through these changes they're like what is this what is this about like i didn't know this i don't know anything about this okay so it's very important if you start to have any of that to address that early because that actually gets worse over time as mm-hmm. opposed to hot flashes those typically get better as you move further out into you know postmenopause and beyond let's talk so, about this book because yeah I, i'm gonna listen um i'm gonna i'm gonna need to get that Talk to me, what made you write this book and what's in this book for us? Yeah, so what made me write it was, like I mentioned before, my own journey, starting with, I woke up, I turned 39. I woke up, like literally I woke up the next day, drenched, like drenched. And I'm like, did the kids come in the bed and pee and snuck back out? Like, what is, and my birthday's in July. So I'm like, okay, maybe I got overheated. Okay. All right, maybe. Um, and then it happened the next day. And then the next day. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? So, so that was the, that was one thing. And then again, I was in a season in my practice while we're seeing more and more women with issues as far as menopause and perimenopause and they feeling, you know, lost and like, my mama didn't tell me, what can I read? What can I do this? And when they were asking for things to read, I didn't really have a good source that I liked. Right. <laughs> I'm right. always the one like, I want to give you something that I like that I would give to my mom and I would give to my sisters. Yeah. So I didn't really find something that was, you know, simple and educational and, you know, so I wanted to provide that. I'm like, okay, I can, I can just write something myself. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. Simple as that. Simple as okay. that. But to be honest, I started with actually writing an article for Essence. I'm gonna write an article for Essence first, right? Okay. So I wrote this article and I mailed it off and it came back in the mail. Like, uh, wrong sender, wrong address. I'm like, what? What is this? <laughs> I love it. I love. It. But you didn't so- stop. No, I didn't stop. Right. So yeah. So then I was like, okay. So I sat, I sat the envelope on my desk in my office. I'm like, okay, 
And I looked at it every day. I'm like, well, what? Maybe I'll just write a book. I'll just write a book. Oh. I'll, I'll write a book. And let, and let me be honest. I struggle with that too, because I struggle with the little um, you, uh, imposter syndrome. Like, okay. okay. You know, okay. like, who going to get my book? Yeah. Who, who going to read it? Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. menopause books out there. Like, who's yeah. going to read mine? You yeah. know? Yeah, that's real. That's real. So... Um, so that I struggled with that. And then I went to Michelle Obama's, um, becoming and she mentioned it like, you know, women don't know they, we don't talk enough about, you know, fertility and miscarriages. And she said menopause. I'm like, see, okay. All right. I'm gonna go write the book. I'm gonna go write it. I'm just gonna write it. (laughs) I used our friend, Michelle. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to write it. So that really pushed me like, okay, and I, I, I just need to write it. I just need to write it. And then it's funny. I wrote, I wrote the book and I gave my mom a copy um, as a, you know, as a rough draft to, you know, look at it. And she read it and she was like, Joelle, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what? She's like, I didn't know because my mom had no symptoms whatsoever. Okay. She was one of those people. Okay. There's some people who don't got anything. They just stop having their periods and they're like, good. She was like, I didn't know. I had no idea. And I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) And so that happens. That happens. Yes. That, that does happen. So yeah. So yeah. So, so yeah. So she, after she read it. So yeah. And then, so I, so the book is really about, you know, just a simple guide for women to become more educated about what their bodies are going through in regards to the hot flashes, in regards to the mental changes, the changes in their vagina, because it's called loving me, myself and her, the her is the vagina because we don't pay enough attention to her until we go through some things. Right. So I wanted to pay, I bring attention it. to that too. <laughs> and it's so important because especially our generation, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a couple of years older than you. We weren't talked to about right. our bodies. Exactly. Right. Right. So, wow. Okay. Where can we get this book? <laughs> you can go to my website, drjoyelle.com and you can order from there and you'll get a personal, a personally autographed book. Absolutely. Yes. I, I need yes. you to write something on mine. Like, look, <laughs> you take care of her. <laughs> right. Exactly. You take, you take, take care, care of her. her. Okay. Do not ignore her. And like, give her some love. Yes. Love. I love that. First of all, I keep calling you Dr. Joy, and I know your name is Dr. Joyelle, right? So forgive me for that. So That's okay. I'm I'm so used to that. I'm like. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I have to give you your honor and say your name correctly. And so um, I am just so blessed by this conversation that we don't have, especially in our black community. Yeah. We don't have it enough. And I right. think it's so important that we get more information because a lot of times, especially in the medical field, um, you know, I'm in the mental, mental health field. Right. But we have to advocate. For ourselves. Oh, yes. And we have to fight and fight. And yes. so the more information that people like you, Dr. Joelle, um, give us, the more we're equipped yes. to advocate and fight for ourselves and then pass it on to our next generation. Yes. And definitely. so I think this is so important. You know, I have two um, older daughters who are in their 20s. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's too early to talk about things like this because your body, I mean, 
even in your twenties and thirties, your body does some things that are different. Right. And, and we just kind of push it to the side because no one said anything to us. Exactly. So it, must just, it must just be me and ignore right. it. Right. And I think sometimes it's just, we, we just don't know. And I think the more we talk about it, the better equipped. So I thank you so much for this yes. opportunity, for all this information. So two things I ask of you, Dr. Joelle, if you could give us the information, give us anything that's happening that we can connect with you and support you. And then, um, an insight. You've given us a lot of nuggets and a lot of insight, but just one last insight to my listening audience. Yes, most definitely. So yes, what um, the exciting thing that's happening right now is my new podcast that I just launched. I'm so super excited. You can get it every Wednesday on all your favorite podcast app. It's called Midlife-ish Slay Menopause Through Mindful Living. Okay. So I am not, I want women not to beat menopause. I want them to slay in menopause. Okay. That's what I'm all about. So if you can download, subscribe and take a listen, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Okay. (laughs) Just the title alone, just that. And it's already week. It's on. Yes. It's already. Yep. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I didn't get a text. I didn't get an answer. Oh, it's done after this conversation. Oh, it's a done. D- oh, no, 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 no. I'm showing up. I'm yes, up yes. Absolutely. Yes, thank you, thank you. And then the one thing insight um, that I would like is as women are going through, you know, definitely this change of life, I think the most important thing is to practice self-care on a regular basis, like make it a necessity, um, make it so to that you make you number one on your priority list, because that in of, in of itself, going through this transition, you're going to have to do that because this transition is going to take you through some roller coaster rides. Like you wasn't expecting, you know, even when you're, you kind of know the information, but you're still going to go through some things. But when you are able to invest the time and energy into pouring into yourself, you will be able to manage through this roller coaster journey, this marathon, because this is a marathon, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you make it a you know necessity to practice self-care on a daily basis, not like you know, once you know, sprinkle here, sprinkle there on a daily basis. You will do, you will want, you you do wonderfully. Wow. 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 If I had a mic, it would be dropped (laughs) right now. It just would be. And I would just close out. I wouldn't even say nothing. I would just, you would just hear. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was just telling a girlfriend, Dr. Joelle this morning, Mm -hmm. I said, it is not selfish to put you first, because if you love and take care of you, then you can take care of others. Exactly. You have to know how much you are valued and who, and just learn to love yourself so intimately. And that was, that's been the journey that I've been on since my twenties, because I found if my cup stays full 
and the running over is yes. what everyone else gets. Mm -hmm. I need to stay full. We were taught it's okay if we go half full. Exactly. And, and you don't. No, no, yes. that's not good. Yes. Because yes. you start responding bitterly or angry right. or you're weary or you're tired and yep. you can't give your, your all, right? right? The best version. You can't show up. But if you stay full, meaning you love you and you put you first, then everyone else gets all the running over and, exactly. that, and they'll be blessed. And self-care, I'm so glad you just affirmed me because when I tell you, me and my household, we serve the Lord and we do self-care mm -hmm. and we do it every day. Them people awesome. call kids that, that don't have no job. <laughs> not sure how they do self-care, right? They, how they feel they need to do self-care, but they even do it. Yeah, that's they awesome. self-care. I'm like, you're 11. What? But then what I had to do was say, no, she's watching you. And I have to validate you. She's doing virtual school. Yeah. It's a whole new lifestyle. Yes. And if she feels she needs to do something to fulfill her, to bless her, to love on herself, then so be it. Yes. And so I'll get a text sometime talking about y'all leave me alone. I'm in my bedroom doing self-care. You pay no bills. I love it. What's <laughs> happening? I'm, I'm not real sure what's going on in life. It. You know? And even my husband, who's from the Congo, who men have a hard time doing self-care. Yes. And yes. so sometimes he'll even ask for permission. And I'm like, babe, you don't have to ask for permission. Yeah. You just need to do it. Yes. And so he's even done it and he'll use, I'm doing, I'm, I'm mom's therapizing me anyway. And he'll say, <laughs> I'm doing self-care and he'll look to see what we're going to say. And we're like, good, do yeah, it. Yeah, you do that. Bye. <laughs> see ya. You know, so thank awesome. you for that so much. Dr. Joyle, you have been such a, just a blessing, a light. Um, your spirit is beautiful. Thank and you. I just thank you for the information that you're providing, the passion you have for women to help us navigate through a season of our life that isn't talked about that, you know, and sometimes is hated, um, to be quite honest. Right. And you're giving us another alternative. You're yes. giving us hope. Yes. And so that's beautiful. And so um, I've been calling you Dr. Joy for most of it because you bring joy. <laughs> but you. I know your name is Dr. Joelle. <laughs> I know it. I, I do. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. But I thank you, Latrice, for just giving me this opportunity just to talk to your people. I really appreciate you also and your light because you definitely, you know, we, we met on Clubhouse. Yes. And I was like, I need to talk to this woman. So I will have you on my podcast eventually when I get, you know, into that realm of interviewing. So just so you know, put that, you know, put that on your back, in your back pocket. I'll be calling you. We will definitely partner. And when COVID is gone and stop being disrespectful, I would love to connect. Um, yes, definitely. There's, definitely. there's things that we can definitely do to help our community as oh, well. Oh, yes. You know, um, in, in both realms. So um, so thank you once again. Listening audience, didn't look. I told you it was going to be fire. I told you it was going to be good. Um, you're probably going to have to go back and listen to this again because there was so much information. Information you haven't heard, I'm sure. I promise you. But the one thing I want you to do is support her. Um, Dr. Joelle has the book. 
I need you to go on her platform. She's on Clubhouse. She's on Graham, Instagram. Um, you can just look her up, Google her, Dr. Joelle Ballard, B-A-L-L-A-R-D. And, and support her, support her podcast. I just think it's going to be a blessing. I'm getting ready to download as soon as I hang up with her. Um, I think it's informative and I'm going to eat. I'm going to get this book because I need to, I need to know about her more because <laughs> we weren't taught that if we're all honest, we aren't taught that. And so it's just going to help you navigate your way through the season of life that she said we can't avoid. It's, it's going to happen. So let's just do it gracefully. Let's do it with joy, right? So until next time, thank you so much for listening to Insights with Latrice, where we're, we're talking to real people. You know that. And we're, we're talking about real things. And we are talking real good. Thank you for supporting me. I love you for listening. Until next time. Okay. Do you feel better? Do you feel like I'm not the only one or I'm not crazy? This is really happening to me. I love the fact that Dr. Ballard was able to normalize everything that we are going through and help us to go through it. My insight would be just that. Let's normalize the changes that are in our body. Let's embrace it. Let's not suffer in silence. And let's not fear the unknown. After all, this is a normal part of life. You can still live your best life in the midst of menopause. And Dr. Ballard gave us tools to help us do that. So go out and slay menopause. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Insights with Latrice, where we talk about real life, we talk about the real you, and we talk real good. Until next time.